0: Run up the score is getting ready to preview the greatest game of the season. Nine and one Kansas City. Nine and one Los Angeles Rams. It's a big showdown, but we've also got some other ones. Dallas versus Atlanta looks really good. The Green Bay Packers versus the Seattle Seahawks. There are a lot of really intriguing games. We're gonna tell you who to start, who to sit, and everything in between. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up The Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up The Score. It's Donald here with Scott. you. And still in Iceland, Skoll to you, Tom.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: I was trying to set you up for Skoll, everybody. No, he can't. can't I'll never change it. All right. He can't divert from the brand like that. He's about to trademark, hey, everybody. All right. (laughs) Good point.
1: It's gonna be the first Rutz merchandise line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep.
0: Yep. I love it. All righty, guys. My uh, ugly face. <laughs> and hey, everybody.
1: Boy.
0: It's got to be the romper picture for sure. I'd rock a hey, everybody, <laughs> Tom T-shirt yeah, for sure. For sure. Thank Absolutely. you. Um. All right, guys. Week eleven. It's uh. It's gonna be a big week for a lot of teams. Uh. We were just talking before we got on. It's like really. It's like patience panic or living on a prayer or and, all three and, all or in all one. Three, yeah and or all you know three. I think I you know those are pretty good stages you know one of mine I can be nice and patient because I'm in the playoffs and uh definitely have some panic and I definitely have some prayers so uh I'm living them I'm living them all done Yes. All, all six leagues are experiencing a different uh tune so you know like we've been saying all year you just keep going week to week you just keep on keeping on just because you might be two or three games out of the playoffs right now you still got two or three games left and that is all you need yeah. and in one of my leagues it's a 10-man league four teams make the playoffs so week 14 is actually the last week of the regular season oh wow and it's and luckily i am basically locked in as a as the two seed in that league um so i'm, I'm happy with that but a lot of other leagues it could be you know it could be the majority of my teams make the playoffs or the majority of my teams don't make the playoffs right. because of how this week goes. So it's a big week for the Ruts boys individually. It's a big week for Ruts as a podcast. It's probably a big week for a lot of our listeners. So you need to hear who we are shutting down this week.
2: Shut it down!
0: And we will start at the quarterback position, as we always do. And always quarterbacks. I got to rip the band-aid off here because I am nervous about Deshaun Watson against Washington. They are going to Washington uh. <laughs> Washington's a hot defense. I'm I'm worried about this pick.
1: I knew you were going to shut him down, Don.
0: Yeah, I just – I didn't want to because he's my starter in a couple of leagues. But looking at the matchups, there's a lot of good ones this week oh, as man. we talked about. And this one is not one of those. These are, mean, so many, these are the weeks that me and Tom especially love because there are so many bad quarterbacks with great matchups. <laughs> And we'll get to a couple. We got a couple. These are my favorite weeks. When there's multiple, when I'm spoiled for choice at Palm pick quarterback, I know it's going to be a fun week.
1: Well, and I also knew Don would shut down his own quarterback because that's what Don does. Yes. Yes. He gets nervous about his own team.
0: It's, I mean, (laughs) do you you disagree with the fact that Deshaun Watson probably won't have his normal performance against the, the hot Washington defense? Because I don't. I I actually worried about this game a lot.
1: I almost shut him down, but you know, I was first to the document today, so uh, I got to go with some easy ones.
0: Yeah, you had to take the litter. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Tom, let's go with you.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be Ben Roethlisberger on the road at Jacksonville. Look, he is not Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck before playing against Jacksonville had Jacksonville at the thirty second best team against a quarterback. Sorry? Yeah, he's he's on the track to be QB 2 or 1 or 3, depending on if Trubisky... It's it's a weird pool out there, but it goes to show how unimportant it is to draft quarterbacks high and how unimportant name value is. I mean, think about any times we're shutting down Big Ben. He's on the road versus Jacksonville. Jacksonville hasn't been amazing, but this is still a matchup that I'm afraid of, and if you're getting Big Ben where you should actually be drafting him, He's a completely replaceable guy and go out and get one of these other guys and be more sure in a week that means so much in fantasy football at a quarterback position that scores so many raw points. I like this one
0: too, and I'm just going to transition into mine because all of us picked a guy inside the top ten of quarterbacks this year. I think that was very nice of us to do because Big Ben has been a top five fantasy performer this year, but that does not matter. The matchups are what matters, like we've been saying all year, which is why I'm going to – And I wanted
1: to to say that coming off last week because he went nuts, so – Right, back-to-back
0: weeks now, really, he's gone nuts.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything to him, historically.
0: Yeah, honestly, it's a great lead-up to mine because the guy I'm picking is coming off a monster game as well, and that's Mitchell Trubisky. And he's also up to QB7 this year. This offense and his play has been ignited by Matt Nagy and the myriad of additions into this offense, but they're just running into a defense that has been playing its best football of the year by far. Minnesota's defense... Since their game against Carson Wentz in week five, they have allowed 7.6 points to Josh Rosen, 12 to Sam Darnold, 9.9, here's the big one, to Drew Brees, only 9.9, and 6.6 to Matthew Stafford last week. And they had 10 sacks on Stafford last week. This defense is just on fire right now. I don't see Mitchell being able to run the ball that well or extending the ball deep down the field. A lot of dump downs, I think, to someone I will uh, bring up later as we move on along the uh, the segment here. But I am not excited about Mitchell Trubisky. And I'll end it with there's so many good options out there. Like we said, there's no reason to take your risk on Mitchell Start Dak Prescott or one of these other guys who can go out there and get you a twenty spot. I don't know. I, I I I haven't really chimed in since Tom started. I'm not. I'm not sure about the Big Ben thing. I think this is a major revenge game. I think this is the ultimate gesture. I'll put it in the PG terms to Le'Veon Bell for the Steelers offense. I think they unleashed James Conner in ways that Le'Veon Bell wasn't in the past. I hope that's in this true. Jags game because. I mean, we can talk about it, right? Le'Veon Bell has not reported. He's done. He's not going to be playing. You know, those of you who drafted him, hopefully you did an incredible job drafting in rounds two through 15 because your first round pick has gotten you zero points this year. And will continue to. Yeah. And I mean, you know, for the person in our, in Scott and I's college league, whose first two picks were Le'Veon Bell and Jarek McKinnon, I mean... So you're a, you're a warrior for actually checking your lineup. He's my rival. And I have literally zero sympathy for it. it, i so fair (laughs) enough, but I mean, this is crazy. And like, you're right. The Jags D, but like the Jags D needed a pride game last week and they didn't get it, you know? And it's, well, I have, I don't know. I have
1: a rebuttal to your rebuttal. Okay. And that is wish in one hand and shit in the other and see which one fills up faster. Because you can wish that they can they can want to do all this stuff with James Conner. But, it, you know, if Big Ben plays like Big Ben plays on the road, then yeah, yeah. and Jacksonville, Jacksonville plays like they play at home, it's just a meeting of things that something's got to give. And I'd rather go into a matchup where I feel very confident and I think the quarterback's going to get 20 quick.
0: Yeah, and I let's not forget the Jags absolutely pounded them in Pittsburgh last year twice only to back it up and pound them again I believe that wasn't wasn't Jacksonville though because they they had the home field advantage from winning the division oh that's right yeah Yeah. okay fair enough but still pounded them twice so and Big Ben struggled mightily in both of those games yeah I mean he is on the road so I think that that is that is very true I think Mitch Trubisky in the dome in Minnesota I think is a little bit better odds than Ben Roethlisberger this week and I think maybe even better odds than Deshaun Watson because you know it really felt like the Bears' offense turned a corner against Detroit last week. Yeah, but Detroit get, sucks. I mean, do I respect Detroit too much? I mean, is that what it is? They're bad. The yeah. Jets right. beat them
2: by thirty-five.
0: Well, okay. they got a
2: up because they've got some good uh, playoff matchups, and I'm thinking about streaming them for the playoffs.
0: All right, fair enough. Uh, Tom, who is your shutdown running back?
2: My shutdown running back this week is Lamar Miller. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a – yeah. He, so he had two good games. Basically, he had one good game, and then he found the end zone in the next one. And people <laughs> just decided to, to think that he was going to be awesome again. Uh, like but like we mentioned, this this team, this Washington Redskins team, is showing. and I almost bring him up to say that, like, you know, on Johnson has been – uh, beating through these tough matchups, like I think we, when we shut him down versus uh, even like the Bears or the, I shut him down last uh, week, yeah. yeah, the Vikings or whoever, right? They've done he's done well, and it's almost like that Todd Gurley season where he was like just, or every Todd Gurley season except one where he was just killing the teams that were supposed to stop him. Lamar Miller's not that way, right? So he's now not, we're man. not just going to change how we think about the Washington Redskins because Kevin Coleman and Edo Smith scored. Well, Lamar Miller is not really either of those guys. He certainly knows Zeke. He certainly knows Saquon. And I still think that this is a top-level run defense, despite the outlier games. And he's certainly not like a young, amazing talent like Carrion Johnson, who's a matchup breaker, right? He's a guy that you've drafted to play the matchups with. Well, yeah. So pledge up and don't play him this weekend.
0: I agree. I think that's a, I think that's a great call. Me too. Um, you know, I just think it's going to be tough for the Houston offense this week. Yeah, I mean, and they're coming off their bye, really... so I'm willing to give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt if they were playing a worse defense, but they're not. Yeah, I, I want to uh, anoint the Redskins as the NFC Titans. Is that cool? Sure, because they're just <laughs> NFC so... Titans, Meaning, like they're the Tennessee Titans equivalent in the NFC. The king of the suck. Okay. Yeah, they're yeah. the king of the suck in the NFC. They're so. They're so good at being bad that they're good. And uh, I think that it's a perfect transition into this one because I am shutting down the running back that is playing against the Tennessee Titans, a running back who also managed to have two huge games Against two rotten teams. Marlon Mack goes off two weeks in a row. But let's not forget that he played Buffalo and Oakland in those two games. I think a lot of people jumped the ship and were like, this guy's an RB1. He's no doubt, you know, this is a guy I'm riding to the finish line. And I just do not think that that is true. He predictably clunks against the the Jags' elite defense last week. 29 yards on 12 carries. Only nine yards on two catches. He bails you out on a two-point conversion. Kind of. At least he's still a lead dog, but I think this is another week where he's going to struggle because the Titans have only allowed three rushing touchdowns to the running back position and still zero receiving touchdowns. They held Austin Eckler in check in London. They held Zeke in check. And lastly, they just dumped all over the Pats running backs, allowing only 69 total yards and four catches. Nice. they get they get a running back a quote quote unquote running back touchdown from james devlin but he's a fullback so that doesn't even really count i would not be touching marlon mack with a 10-foot pole this week you sold me um the stats are insurmountable it seems like for marlon mack this week and also like you know He's not the key part of this Colts offense. He is a luxury of the Colts offense. Yeah. He is and, the guy that, like, he can put the exclamation point on a great day for that offense because you know that they're going to run it through Andrew Luck. And, and I think those, that that's been a great story so far is that Andrew Luck has really, once again, gone right back to that role of carrying this Colts team. Those Their two, offensive line, by the way, has been playing a lot better as well. And it's just, I don't know. Those two monster stats. Yeah, lines, like, that's one so, of the surprising storylines. Those, those two – Amazing lines, like I said, they were game script dependent. It right. gets them because they're just pounding on the Raiders and the Bills who stink. The The Colts are now the stinky team in all the matchups. They got the – they got Oakland and Buffalo out of the way. They're the bad team now. Right. They're going to be the one throwing again, and that hurts Marlon Mack. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving on to mine, I'm shutting down anybody who lines up in the backfield of the Eagles with the exception of Darren Sproles because it's a revenge game. Eagles are playing the Saints in New Orleans this week. That means something. Their their defense looked really good, and we saw it last week. If the Saints can get out to a quick lead, it doesn't matter what type of running back you have. That running back is not going to be effective. Joe Mixon last week did not do a thing. Gio Bernard's first game in like two months, he didn't do a thing. So, you know, this defense can really take advantage of a struggling offense. And what did the Eagles go out and do Sunday night? They struggled for four straight quarters besides Zach Ertz. If Mixon clunks, it's like, okay, I'm scared. You know, that's a match. If he goes out there, gets a workload like he got a pretty decent workload, he could have easily turned in a nice performance and he struggles, then it's like, okay, this is something you need to pay attention to and and, be afraid of. And I really wanted to plumb pick Josh Adams because I think he's looked the best between the tackles since Jay Ajay got hurt, but I can't do it against the Saints. Yeah. I just I just can't do it and sound smart. I can't I can't plump pick an Eagles running back anymore. There's just too many mouths of feed, and I think he's just gonna slot into that J. A J role where he w J a J, if we remember, really wasn't even getting that many carries right. when he was playing.
1: Yeah. It's a tough one.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'll go right into my um shutdown wide receiver. I'm going with Josh Reynolds. Uh, this just isn't the week. They've got Kendall Fuller in Kansas City, and we all kind of think that this is the week that like Brandon cooks could really explode and they can hit these big, big explosive plays because they're going to need to, this Rams offense has not been tested by anyone besides the saints in terms of offensive firepower. And you know, they're going to, they're going to have their hands full with Pat Mahomes. So they're going to probably at some point need to be pushing the ball downfield, going deep. The best guy to do that on their team is Brandon cooks. The second best guy to do that on their team is Robert Woods. And the third best guy to do that on their team is Todd Gurley. So that's fourth at best for Josh Reynolds, and it's not like the defense is going to have tr- is going to have an easy time stopping Cooks and Woods. So they might not even get to option four in this game. Yeah. Uh, we should talk about the news. This game is being played in Los Angeles as well uh, due to the uh, poor field conditions in Mexico. You had a you had three months to get that. They had a ready. concert.
1: At a concert,
0: like was last it Ed week. Sheeran? Did Ed Sheeran have was, another the damn say Jonas the... Brothers strike again? <laughs> no,
1: it was it was Shakira.
0: <laughs> Who's gonna make the joke? Is it gonna have to be me? Go ahead. Those No, you high. don't have to. No one has to. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so yeah, uh, Josh Reynolds. He's not my favorite. I don't I want to get cute and but, roll him out this week. But like, I I also Don, I think wanna, that's a real good one. Yeah, I I mean, if I was. Uh, I'm kind of interested just because of the strict volume in this game. The over/unders at 64 in this game right now. No way. Yeah, so it's like it's oh, almost like God. like okay, you could start Reynolds and I wouldn't be too upset, but I agree with you. He's not going to get this this insane target share. As you see, you know, these these tight ends and all these other guys are starting to get involved as well, and I think I think Tom will actually bring that up as we move forward spoilers <laughs> Scott let's stay with you pump it uh, you shut down wide receiver I'm going with Cortland Sutton uh, I, I love think, this one I think a lot of people will be you know we talked about this and you kind of shed some light on this to me I think a lot of people who picked him up were really excited about him and he kind of clunked coming out of coming uh before his buy but now coming out of his buy I think a lot of people maybe will just blindly buy back in and just and just kind of live on that hype I would say hold off for one week because he's going to be doing battle with Casey Hayward and Casey Hayward's one of the league's best corners. Sanders gets moved all over the field, and I just don't think uh, Hayward's going to be chasing him like that. And even if he is... He's matchup-proof. Yeah. And, well, yeah, Sanders. But, you know, uh, even for Sutton, you know, these, these D-backs can handle it. You know, they can handle Sutton, I think, even if, if Hayward goes into a shadow role of just Sanders. Um, I would just be looking elsewhere. I think there's a lot of... High over unders too. I don't I bet this one probably won't be crazily high. That you can chase, you know, some other guys and, and you know, just play a just play a Chiefs receiver. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy I mean, Watkins healthy this he's week. He's coming back, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I like him this week. I think too. didn't they didn't it come out that they held him out last week so that he could play against the Rams? Revenge game, by the way.
1: Maybe that's they why. kind of it's not no one said that outright.
0: Right, okay. But it was like a like a house of cards back deal, like no one's gonna yeah. say it, but that's definitely what happened—a wink, wink, kind of deal. Okay,
1: Tom. We don't you... need you to beat the Cardinals, so just rest up.
0: They almost did. Cardinals gave <laughs> gave a nice fight in that game. Tom, we'll go to your shutdown wide receiver because it's somebody who's playing tonight.
1: Yeah, that's Doug Baldwin. Um, this, this is a this seems like a really good game, a good matchup, you know. But like, so did a lot of other matchups that Doug Baldwin went into. We just talked about how much. Emmanuel Sanders can escape banner coverage. We talked about how much Detroit sucks. And those things are supposed to have applied to Doug Baldwin already post-injury, and they just have not. He's been nuking your lineup. I am a total, you know, Doug Baldwin hopeful guy I hope that he can return to being like a top ten receiver, but at this point in the season, there are so many other options that you need to be putting into your lineup. You can't afford a four point performance this week of all weeks. There's, I, I mean, we're I'm dead the serious. Of weeks, yes, the yeah. of weeks. we're not quite there try, yet. You know, yeah, but we're in like the uh, the honor the like holidays before Easter. Like you know, like this is like good Minds. week eleven. <laughs> yeah, yes. <this> is <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're in Lent, but like instead of giving something up, you get to get tuts, indulge in some
1: things like wings. It's Fat Thursday. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And Doug Baldwin's not getting any beads around his neck because he hasn't been. No,
0: no, he would get no beads from me. Me neither. And may p- God have I'm mercy on his him. soul. I'm pissed at him.
1: No, I mean really, he hasn't gotten more than like six targets since the Oakland Raiders game where they just beat up on him. He's and, killed people this year. And he's gone under 41 yards like most of the season, so it's it's a it's a horrible horrible thing. But it's like I would rather start Tyler Lockett. It's I would painful rather that start... you
0: can't trust him against the Packers. Right.
1: Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna plumb pick someone at receiver who I would have never thought I would be plumb picking it, and then shutting down Doug Baldwin.
0: Yeah. Right. Uh, I'll go with tight end because I've got Jimmy Graham in that same game. I just think it's He's time to give it up. I think it's time to give yeah. up, to give up on him. You can cut him. You can you know make other plans at tight end. Terrific. It's, it's not going to be what we thought it was, and I and I feel really bad because I thought that you know I thought he was a shoo- shoe in for double digit touchdowns. A lot of people took him way earlier than we ever recommended. Let's put that out there. Tight end. But, I never recommend taking them. Yeah, but but it just with Jimmy Graham this year, it, it's over. And it's it's not going to get any better playing against the Seahawks. It's not going to get any better playing on a short week, even in a revenge game. Even in a revenge game, I don't think it matters. I really don't. Me neither. Which is interesting because like the Seahawks have really well. I guess the Seahawks have been doing fine with you know five foot nine Tyler Lockett as their red zone threat. He's been. Thanks killing. again, Doug Baldwin. Yeah. Uh, but enough <laughs> about that. Uh, both of you are actually shutting down the two tight two tight ends in the same game. Same game. Yeah. And Tom, I was actually going to pick yours, but again, you were first in the dock. This week, so good for you. So let's hear your shutdown
1: tight end. Yeah, that's Jordan Reed. I mean, this week, it's kind of the theme is like there's a lot of good options out there. So to stay away from these like name brand guys that just haven't been producing in a way that's helpful to your fantasy team. I mean, Jordan Reed has barely done anything since that one nice catch week one in the end zone. He has gone under 10 points in half point PPR. Every single game since He hasn't even scored Let me see 8.5 is the best since Jesus. He's not getting highly targeted He played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers And only went for 50 yards He played Carolina Who is you know the number one team Against the tight end now yep. And they have two viable tight ends He went for 36 yards Luke So
0: Keekly.
1: I'm not sure there's such a good thing As a good matchup for him At this point and, Don, it's really almost no guarantee that they were guarding him, that they, they needed to put Luke Kuechly, like, full attention on Jordan Reed.
0: You're right. Absolutely. For sure.
1: Because he hasn't demanded anyone's full attention. He's probably, you know, 60 to 70% of the player he was three years ago. And it's showing, like – mathematically
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah for absolutely. sure for sure he's it seems like he's kind of just happy to get through yeah. the season this year and on the other sideline in that game scott your shutdown tight end is jordan thomas it's pretty you know its gonna be a quick one i just really don't think his his Touchdown every week rate is going to sustain. Um, Especially when he had one catch for seven yards and a touchdown in the Texans last game. Like you said, the the Redskins defense has been playing great. They held Austin Hooper to three for 41 two weeks ago. And OJ Howard to one 15-yard catch last week. So they're playing well against the position. And uh, that's really all I need to shut somebody down. Like Tom said, there's some other good options out there this week. So go ahead and pick them up and leave Jordan Thomas out on the waiver. All Jordans in the game between Washington and Houston are shut down. Yeah. No, no Jordans. Jordans. Nope. None of them. No Jordans. This is a LeBron household <laughs> in Ralph <laughs> Johnson Stadium. Even though Jordan played for the Wizards. Uh with that, let's get to our plum picks.
2: I can feel it down in my plums.
0: And this is where it gets good. He kind of owned the Wizards when he played there, too, right? He did. He had an <laughs> ownership stake, and he was like, I'm going to play. I'm going to list it up. <laughs> and everybody's like, can we tell him no? Yeah. Would we even <laughs> want to because we're so bad? He had like a 40-point game when he was 40 years old. I think he's one of the only players ever to do that. Of course he is. He's Jordan. Yeah, he rules. Yeah, LeBron's going to go for like 50. You know who else rules this week? Uh, the quarterback that you're plum picking. Marcus Mariota. He's Two back-to-back. Back back. Hot, baby. Yeah. 20 points in a row in his last two 20 points in his last two games in a row he's thrown at least two touchdowns he's combined for four passing touchdowns in the last two weeks which is more than he threw all season long before that hashtag stats <laughs> The man has come out of his bye anew. He has has 32 rushing yards and a touchdown to his name against the Cowboys, along with two passing touchdowns, showing he's still doing it with his legs. The offense, once it has turned to Deion Lewis as the lead back, much to the chagrin of us as Derrick Henry lovers, has definitely increased and been better. And in this matchup against the Colts, you know, this is just a perfect matchup. The Colts, and and you'll look at their ranking, and you'll say, wow, the Colts have actually not been that bad against the quarterback position. You want to know why? Why? They let up negative one points to us to one quarterback this year. Any guesses who it was? <laughs> Peterman. Nathan Peterman. <laughs> the Colts even had Peterman go negative. It spikes their whole their whole weeks, you know. They they've allowed at least two passing touchdowns in every single game besides that one game. Blake Bortles and Derek Carr easily eclipsed the twenty point mark in the last two games that they played. I have zero fear in Mariota. I would love to start him this week. I like it a lot. Um I just I was actually thinking about shutting him down because Indy's defense has been playing better as of late, but with Luck doing what he does, I think it keeps Mariota engaged in the pass game, and that obviously creates a lot of different things for him. Corey Davis has been looking really good. Jonu Smith seems like he's real. Uh, and the emergence De- and of Corey Lewis Davis and John o. Smith. Jonathan Smith has scored a touchdown in two weeks, and so yep. has Corey Davis. So those two guys yep. and Deion Lewis have have really yep. made made it a lot easier on Mariota. He's been you know throwing to these guys who weren't reliable. Now he has more reliability in a soft matchup. Yep. Tom, we'll go to your plumb pick quarterback because last week we did this. We plumb picked a quarterback and shut down his top wide receiver. We're doing it again.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not a perfect science these days. I would have loved to tutty stack these guys and ride the second half of the season as they usually do to glory, but I can't bring Doug Baldwin along for the ride. I think this year it's going to be Mr. Tyler Lockett and Mr. Russell Wilson, my plump big quarterback. Look, he's been really, really turning it on after starting it out kind of slow, especially weeks two through four. Yeah, especially weeks two through four, he kind of burned you. But weeks five, six, and then he has to buy eight, nine, ten. He's averaged above or he's averaging in the twenties. He scored only as little as nineteen point whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And in four of those six rushing or four of six of those games, he's had more than six rushing attempts. And that is the biggest thing. Because prior to that, he had zero. There were games where he wasn't attempting a single yeah. rush, and that's why you see that he's dipping lower than where he ever had or where he usually is in fantasy football. Last week, I you know, waxed poetic about it on the last episode, he ran for 92 yards. That's awesome. like an RB1. So when you do that and it's your quarterback and there's an the upside of him actually scoring on that play, there's an the upside of him getting his – fair share of passing touchdowns versus the green bay packers i am totally admitting that that is possible i just don't think it's advisable to start doug baldwin however i do think it's advisable to start russell wilson
0: agreed um i think this is a great matchup the packers historically have had a nightmare trying to defend russell wilson and their defense isn't playing good enough where they, where they can keep him involved i think also the development of this ground game is really going to keep the packers yeah. on their toes they just let up 100 yards to frank gore And now they're getting the triple dosage of Carson – Rashad Penny, who had his best game of the year last yeah. week, and Mike Davis. J.D. McKissick may also be active. They may go into this game <laughs> with four active running backs. What about backs. process? He played last week, too. Yeah, there you go. So, like, <laughs> let's just roll out all running backs and we'll healthy scratch Doug Baldwin and they'll probably still score 30 points. But, you know, Packers. like what Tom said, just a little rushing and one passing touchdown could, could lead to an amazing week for Russell Wilson. Yeah. This lines up so well. Like you said, too, the Packers can't even can't defend the Seahawks. They never have been able to. Even when they do, like right. in the fail Mary, uh, many years back with Golden Tate, <laughs> even when they do defend them, it seems like Russell Wilson still scores, so he's a fine plum pick yeah. this week. All right, my plum pick quarterback is actually a tutty-buddy stack with Tom's plum pick wide receiver. I've got Dak Prescott. Tom's got Amari Cooper. So, Tom, we can kind of just tackle this one together. They're playing the Falcons. Oh. You know, like it's really it.
1: Like, – That's got a lot to do with it.
0: The Russell Wilson-Doug Baldwin thing isn't an exact science – Plum picking the team that plays the Falcons, even if they're not like super fantasy viable, that's an exact science because this Falcons team, maybe we got to get off the bucks a little bit after what happened with Washington, the Falcons bring the points. Oh baby. Cleveland just had their best yeah, week against the I mean, defense. And we've been saying it literally since week four, their defense is not going to get better. No, it, it's, it's also, what it um, is. And they got to just hope that I, Matt Ryan, who's also, you know, now at QB two level, you know, it's just tough. And so, uh, Tom, you were you were trying to get something in there?
1: Yeah, I'd bring him up to just say that both of their schedules are just absolutely a cakewalk for the rest of the year. Amari um, Cooper I like a little bit more just because it seems like uh, they're going to put him in the red zone, which they did versus Tennessee. He got 10 targets versus Philly, and they get to play Philly again, and the Philly is just dilapidated. they will play them again week 14. Later. But if, yeah. in the championship game, they get – uh, Tampa Bay the week before that they get Indy and leading up after this Atlanta game they have one tough matchup with Washington and then they have New Orleans who's letting up the first most amount of points to wide receivers despite my love for Marshawn Lattimore it really hasn't you know hasn't been his been year.
0: I think no. Lattimore has kind of been moved to the cornerback who stays on one side too which is you know a bit of a problem for in terms of like shutting They're down a pass game, crushed in the slot too. Yeah, the same and side. that's and and the Cowboys have put, moved Cooper all over the field, which means that they definitely won't have a problem with Atlanta. Uh, Tom, I love the Amari Cooper plumb pick. I plumb picked him his first week in Dallas. So now with back to back weeks performing well for the Cowboys, obviously I'm in love with Amari Cooper against a hapless Falcons defense. Let's go for it. Yeah, they yeah just a guy get who gets it.
2: a guy who gets ten targets in an okay matchup deserve. I mean, he could see. 10-plus targets in this one, and with that, with his skill set, I mean, the sky's the limit, friend. When he sees that many targets, he usually scores literally about 20 fantasy points. Yeah, speaking of
0: sky's the limit, Scott, let's go to your plum pick wide receiver because it's a guy that we as a show have really fallen in love with this year. Yeah, it's Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, or as name. the Ruts boys refer to him as, MVS. And now that he <laughs> is the clear number two option, I think he has supplanted – Cobb, who is just in and out of the lineup. not traveling to Seattle. Yeah, so he's going to be out this week. Uh, Geronimo Allison is on IR. And this is the number two option in an Aaron Rodgers offense. A clear-cut number two option in an Aaron Rodgers offense. Go pick him up right now and fire him up this week against the Seattle defense that has been getting killed by second wide receivers over the past couple weeks. Marvin Jones' breakout was against them uh, in week eight when he went bananas. He did. Um, Wide receiver Wide receiver twos, Tyrell Williams and Mike Williams, both kind of share that duty. Oh, yeah. They both score against Seattle uh, opposite Kiki Allen. And you see Brandon Cooks kind of have his best game yet opposite uh, Bob Woods last week. I mean, maybe not his best game, but it certainly was a nice showing. You had a, a high, his highest reception total of the year. So they can be had by the second wide receiver. And MVS, with Rodgers' volume, is dangerous. In, of course. in He's seen at least five targets since week six and— that that gives him, what, about four five games, I think. Yep. And in those five games, he's had two in which he scored a touchdown and one in which he's gone over 100 yards. The report is building and building. What more could you ask for from this guy? Pick him up and start him. Get your Thursday night football started off right with an MVS tut. All
2: right. I'm going with another. We room. start him over Tyler Lockett asking for a friend.
0: Uh, Lockett.
2: Yeah. More think-
0: locked in for volume. Get it? Do you get it? He's I'd be playing here. Lockett every week because he just keeps scoring. So uh, tell your friend that uh, you could go with. He could go with Lockett, and tell your friend to stop right. jet setting around the globe already. <laughs> I'm going uh, my back. <laughs> I promise. Uh, I'm going with another rookie. It's Traquan Smith. Now, Traquan Smith, a targetless bagel against Cincinnati. Bagelsville. But he's playing Fresh. against the. He's playing against a Philadelphia defense that just lost its two starting corners. Ronald Darby out for the year. Yuck. They're just losing pieces all over this team. They're going into New Orleans, and they're going to get they're gonna run face-first into a buzzsaw that is the Saints' offense. Traquan Smith, great bounce-back candidate. I understand if you can't trust him, but in dailies, he's going to be cheap. You might as well roll him out there and see what happens, because I believe in this guy. Talent wins out, and... You know, this happens. Like, Brandon Cooks had a targetless bagel when he was on the Saints once. The only guy who's really – the only two guys who are really immune to it are Thomas and Kamara. uh, Well, I mean, I think what happened in this game is they got up so big so early. And when you're an ancillary part to this offense – Or the deep threat. Right. You know, if you're just a small part to this offense and – and you're up by 35 almost at halftime. I mean, your day yeah. is done. Yeah. And it never really started for Trey Smith. So I think this week he could get going a lot better because the, the Eagles, even though they just got completely gashed by Zeke, he's kind of a different breed. They're pretty good against running backs. Yeah, sounds good to me. Uh, we'll go to tight ends now. Uh, tough, interesting week for tight ends. Scott, you've got my sworn mortal enemy. So this one is, you know, this is a deep one. And let's not forget that we didn't do running backs yet. Yes. But uh, just a reminder for you. Yes, for thank you. Because I will forget. Yep. But um, this one's in the plums. Uh, you haven't heard this name for a while. It's Michael Roberts, tight end from the Detroit Lions. You might remember him scoring two touchdowns against Miami and then going swiftly back into irrelevance. He has caught two passes for 21 yards since then legitimately laughable over a three-week span. (laughs) But guess what, guys? He plays the Panthers. This team has allowed a touchdown to a tight end in five straight games, a total of seven touchdowns in those five games. They've allowed a touchdown to the tight end in seven of the total nine games they've played this season. Oh my God. It's just unbelievable. This is the tight end position. It's almost a lock. And Marvin Jones is day-to-day with a bone, bone bruise in his knee. TJ Jones has not cashed in on any of these opportunities. He's barely even getting targeted with Tate gone. So there are targets to be had if Marvin Jones does not go. The tight end position has been one that the Panthers have been horrible against this guy is going to be pennies in dfs yeah ride with me i like it i'll, I'll ride <laughs> if i if i sack up and, and do a daily this week <laughs> but no i like this pick a lot um you know michael roberts i joked because he scored two tuds and you know both of them easily could have gone to kenny galladay right. that week and I, I started galladay as a bi-week fill-in or whatever uh but he's got the he's got the tight end matchup <clears throat> Like, it, it, it can be that simple, even even though we're already in week 11.
1: Yeah, it can I really mean, be that. He, at this uh, point,
0: the stats are so proven. Yeah, why not try it? Right.
2: Yeah, well, he is $2,500 in DraftKings, which is about as low as it goes. Yes. I mean. And uh, my plum pick will only cost you $100 more. Ooh. And this one, this one is a pretty deep shot, too. His name is Gerald Everett. He plays for the Los Angeles Rams. And uh, I've got a really weird, uh, weird flex, but a stat for him. <laughs> All right. He's logged, he logged a catch in every game nice. since week one. So week, week one, he didn't have one. Weird every stat, but okay. Before I mean, a tight end, there are a lot of them that have bagels, right? Yeah, so yes. he does get involved. Last week, though, he scores, which, you know, you've got to love. Did he score
0: before or after Cooper Cup got hurt?
2: That's a great question, but I don't know the answer. And the week before, he scores a two-point conversion. So the point remains that even when Cooper Cup was on the field, um, he's someone that is looked to in that area. He's a red zone target. The exit of Cooper Cup, everything that you talked about with Kyle Fuller on Josh Reynolds, the inside of the field is really – a it could be any space here, so what I'm saying is that in daily you play a guy who's this cheap with a big upside of let's say a few more catches than average, a few more yards than average, and hey, maybe you find painter again now you're looking at somebody who's really really stepped it up. The only problem is it's a Monday night game, um otherwise this is for your like very deep, deep teams, and there are some there are some troublesome waters out there where you know you're in like a 12 or you're 14 and most people in the league have two tight ends and you've got george kittle so you're like well right man, i thought i was set <laughs> yeah and you are so, for every week but this week
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so at least you, could you can do count guys like this i agree with you yeah, everett has a great matchup too yeah i, I'm, I'd be interested. Yeah, I mean yeah perfect you know, say no more that game. I mean, that game over under 64, 64. You could have just said that. We would been like, yep, good call. Tom. Good enough for me. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm going Austin Hooper against Dallas. Austin Hooper coming off a 10 catch 56 yard touchdown performance. The Cowboys just gave up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter alone to Zach Ertz. They've let up like six catches, 14 catches to Zach Ertz. Yeah. By the what way, a ball game. Yeah. He, uh, he's the, one of the only, one of only two people to have, uh, 14 catches I have a stat from him. I'll have to take a look at it in a second. But um, but you know Dallas just got gashed by the tight end with Sean Lee out. Austin Hooper coming off playing great, having his late breakout year. Yep. I love Hooper against Dallas this week. That's really it. That's all I need. I think. Yeah, and you know all the people that you know he's he's definitely owned across all leagues. So keep firing him up. He's in a great offense, getting good target share, and with Sean Lee out, he should be heavily involved once more. Yep. All right, we didn't forget, Tom. I I'm really interested to hear your case for this. Who is your plum pick running back?
2: You know, we didn't forget, but uh, you always forget about me. All right, Doug, <laughs> I, that I forget. Doug Martin is my plum pick running back. He plays against the Arizona Cardinals, and I'm not sure that I need that much more of a case to make. Nope. Don, You're saying, okay. I'm actually upset. Yeah. So, I mean, they've been very bad against the running back to a point where they were the number one worst team against them. They've, they've shed that, but Doug hasn't been a joke. He's gotten a lot of traction in games where they get real behind. And, guys, this is the sneakiest game of all time that the Oakland Raiders might actually win. And if they stay ahead... Doug Martin got 15 carries before they started going full Jalen Rashard last week. If they can stay ahead, Doug Martin's a guy who's looking at a 20-carry day against a team that has been pathetic against the running back this year. So I'll load him out if I've got him.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot, Tom. I was thinking about him, but you know, we'll say it again. You beat us to the duck, so kudos to that um he yeah like you said the matchup is so great and i was i've been looking at his touches they've actually been really solid and his yards per carry and stuff really hasn't actually hasn't been that bad either so it's kind of lining up where this is his time to shine and uh he could easily show out in this game what a dfs play he'll be yeah you gotta think he'll be very marginally uh played yeah Yeah, i think uh the the, transition into mine i think Tariq Cohen, who is my plum pick, is yeah. also going to be very marginally played. This is more of a DraftKings uh, fan duel type of plum pick. But I think a lot of people might have some about them. Yeah. So um, you see that that at or verse min next to the, next to the player uh, on your app as you're looking at you're like – you, know, you should have pause because their defense is great. But there is an exploitable point of this team. They can't cover running backs out of the backfield. You've seen the struggles of Anthony Barr. Their linebacker Ugh. trying to cover people. Uh, Harrison Smith kind of needs to play that center fielder type of role for them. So he's not going to be – Covering Cohen for sure. And I just really don't think there's anyone out there to stop him in this defense. They've allowed 10 receptions to the running back over the last two weeks. So in both weeks, they've allowed 10. They allowed seven to Kamara and three to Ingram. And they allowed seven to Theo Riddick and three to on Johnson as well. Throw in three receiving touchdowns allowed to the position on the year. You got yourself a trend that's pretty bad. Yes. Now steps in Tariq Cohen, who is E- like easily the best pass catching back in the league he's a I boss i think he's incredible uh he has four weeks where he's caught at least six passes but i expect him to be really busy in this one i kind of think that the the bears will realize like this is their matchup to exploit and they're gonna go at it um start him in your leagues don't be afraid of the matchup don't be afraid of the fact that they don't allow a lot of rushing touchdowns because tariq cohen is doing it through the air this week yeah. basically exclusively that's a great call scott and i just want to add that I think this everything that you said about Tariq Cohen also makes Trey Burton a really interesting option. Right. Obviously, you're starting him season long, but he's a guy that I would invest in in dailies this week. Also, well. uh, Trey Cohen scores on the goal line last week. Yeah. So there's no guarantee that even if they get down to the one that he's going to get taken out, right. which is just amazing. And they like to play with pace, and he's their best running back to do that. So if they have a set that they like, they're going to keep him on the field no matter where they are, and he's just going to eat. Now, my plum pick running back is another running back in that same game. It's Theo Riddick. For the same reasons that um, that Michael – it's actually not in that game. I'm sorry. I'm talking about Theo Riddick against Carolina. Right. Because For those same reasons.
2: For the same reasons basically. as Michael
0: Roberts, yeah. Because yeah. the linebackers are going to have a tough time with Michael Roberts. So you better believe they're going to have a tough time catching Theo Riddick out of the backfield. I think this is a game that – the Lions could end up getting down on because their defense is going to have their hands full with Cam. I think the way that they might be able to keep this close and keep it within striking distance is with Theo Riddick out of the backfield. Not it, Again, might be a tough carry-on week. We've yeah, been he, proven wrong before. He keeps racking up receptions. Riddick. Yeah. He, he's reached that you know full PPR RB2 kind of lock status. You can play him and at least he'll get you close to 10.
1: Yeah, yeah I would
2: have had him in one league where I'm – by stricken all over the place, I have a I have a good record, but uh, I'm actually if I, I'm me and the guy who are playing each other one and two, uh-huh, so okay. I don't. But yeah, you I'm don't want out.
0: to lose that one. But if you're stricken by buys, could be tough. Yeah. Riddick will get you a good amount of points this week, Tom. Huh? Um, but I went the ahead and to come back, but uh, but things have uh, changed, haven't they? Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> so
0: um, one of the things that uh. We were – Don and I were talking about pre-episode. Tom was off doing Icelandic things, so he was not included. let go. Um, we needed to – I think it's time for us to start plum picking a kicker and a defense. Just one of, of a low on one because <laughs> it's late in the year and people need it, and it makes a difference. So the plum pick kicker for this week <laughs> is Cairo Santos. My sweet boy. Tom, hear me out. I know you hate kickers, but – My special guy. The because is available. He's incredibly available. You can get him in any league. The Giants have not allowed fewer than eight points to a kicker all season, and that has only happened twice. Every other game they've played this season, the opposing kicker has gone double digits seven straight weeks, and it ain't going to stop here. Pick up Cairo Santos. Go get yourself a 10 spot. I like it. Also because Cairo Santos is one of my favorite kickers ever. He is my little prince, my special guy. (laughs) And uh, Tom Doug Martin's not going to like our plum pick defense. We're going with the Cardinals this week, not because of Doug Martin. No, because of be- everything else going. Because on Because of the everything Raiders. else around him, they, their offensive line's so bad. Cardinals have had nine sacks over the last two weeks. They're better at home. Yada yada yada. Play somebody. Play the defense against Oakland for now. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't they haven't scored it anyway. a touchdown Definitely. in two games and counting. I don't know how that was the note that you didn't read, Scott. That was so important. Oh yeah, yeah. They still haven't yeah. scored a touchdown in. We'll run, we'll run down quarters. the slate now. Uh, Bills, Browns, Dolphins, Jets, Patriots, and 49ers on buys. This is the last heavy bye week. I think Thank next God. week the only two teams on buy are the Rams and Chiefs, which makes next week a heavy bye week only with two teams. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I just wanted to say that I'm plum picking Baker Mayfield for the rest of the year because I'm feeling pretty dangerous today. That was my favorite moment not on the football field of this football season. That was incredible. I loved it. And um, we were talking about it before, and I think it's nice, too. I think it's, you know, you don't like to look into just guys just being cocky. But I think with him it matters because he hasn't been all year. And I think it shows that, like, he's getting his confidence back, that Oklahoma swagger that he had. He's getting it back. And now that he has the grasp of this offense and they won a game, it's just nice to see him out there definitely having fun. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's just he's got that cam quality to him. Like when he when he's having fun out there, like he's the coolest. He is the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> he is the coolest. Uh so anyway, let's get to the slate now. Packers Seahawks is Thursday is tonight. This is gonna be a fun game. We we plum picked basically everybody except Doug Baldwin. I think this is a fine matchup for Aaron Jones. I think, you know, Devontae Adams owners should not be scared. He's the number three overall wide receiver in half point PPR this year. Scared of uh, what? Exactly. The That's Seahawks what should be scared of Devontae Adams. Yeah, and he'll <laughs> prove why in a moment. Uh but you know for the Seahawks, that ground game, if you want to roll one of those guys out there, go for it. But I don't know who it should be. Yeah, at this point it's really tough. Yeah. Uh the Packers it's Aaron Jones. Yes, of course. I think that I think that debate's been put to bed for at least I, the next I wish they weren't weeks. playing on Thursday because I would have liked to take him in a in a daily. Uh, so if you do the Thursday dailies, I would love Aaron Jones. The Seahawks are getting gashed on the ground right yeah. now. And Jones looked so good last yeah. week. Uh, Bengals-Ravens, the last time these two teams played, it was on a Thursday night in week either two or three. Much has uh, so changed. I really don't even think he can he can take anything from that game into account. But Joe Mixon, before he left that game, was running all over the Ravens yeah and they're going to need him to do that without AJ Green who's not going to play in this game so I like him this week I'm not scared of him I think you know season long you can't sit mixing at this point with the bye weeks being what they are and I don't think you have to feel scared about it either because I think he's going to be able to get something going uh for the Bengals because right now it seems like he's all they got because Boyd did not uh play up to par last week and for the Ravens yeah please give us Lamar Jackson (laughs)
2: Yeah, I'm really hoping for Lamar Jackson as well um, in my dynasty league. either him or Trubisky. And I, uh, I honor your shutdowns where I can.
0: Yes, absolutely. I, I appreciate that, Tom. <laughs> but I agree with you, Don. I think it's going to be a much different game. They didn't have Jimmy Smith in that game. AJ Green goes for three touchdowns in the first half, and it was over. You know, it was me. over so quickly, and the Ravens just, you know. Those Thursday games, sometimes these good defenses just don't bring it, and they right. just did not bring it. I think this game is going to be very different. Yeah. All right. Cowboys-Falcons. Everybody? I mean, yeah. Cooper, Cooper, Dak, startable. Uh, Zeke's not going anywhere. Tevin Coleman g- should be fine. Um, you know, Sanu, Ridley, if you're desperate, it's a tough bye week. Yeah. I mean, why not? This game could be really fun. Yeah, Colby's. I actually Cole think Beasley. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bucks at Giants. This would be a fun one for us to go to if we can find some cheap tickets. This would be... Yeah I, got a, I got a of, yeah, I got a lot of – yeah, I got in it. I would start them in a bunch of my leagues and just go there and, and still root for fantasy, which is why I typically stay home on Sundays yeah. and just watch Red exactly. Zone. Exactly. I can
2: only <laughs> go on Monday or Thursday.
0: Yeah, I would just be checking my phone the entire game, I would assume, and I'd miss, like, all the big plays, and, like, I'd be cheering at random points when, like, an update <laughs> hit my phone. You know, it would be like – like a sack just a random play would yeah. be screaming because of uh, um, a touchdown scored in another game so the giants got destroyed by george kittle and matt Breida on monday night against the 49ers who do you guys see maybe taking on those roles for the bucks this week is it like adam humphries and oj howard does cameron break get some do we finally get mike evans back in full power um
2: you know it's I think tough that's to an tell. outlier i think that's an outlier for the way that uh for, it's really outline because It hasn't happened yet. But what I'm saying is, I don't think that we'll see the same pattern used against the Giants because Fitz and that offense is so happy. I think the guy is last week him throwing zero touchdowns. I don't see him doing that very often in his entire career. So I think you know I, I don't. Think we'll see the same thing. I don't think we're going to see the Quiz Rogers showdown. I think we'll really more likely. A, a good Mike Evans, a Long Godwin, a Long Jackson, and uh, probably a lot of Saquon again. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I would agree with that. I would agree with that fully. Steelers Jags the uh, this game was actually supposed to be the Sunday night game. It got flexed out because the Jags have looked so bad over recent weeks. Leonard gonna run all over the Steelers again. I don't.
1: think He so. knows
0: how, but he's gonna score. It, it seems like because. You know, the Jags seemed hell bent <laughs> on getting him into the end zone last week. And if they do that again, I mean, that's bankable, but his health isn't. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, for the Steelers, you can roll everybody out. And, gentlemen, we now get a full season of Connor Strong. I don't have to thank. Connor for real. I don't have to thank James Connor, Connor again. Connor for real. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> a reference that maybe only Tom understands, but because he understood it, <laughs> that made it worth it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't caught him for real. I don't even know what that means. Pop uh,
2: um, Andy Samberg pop star movie. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: I have seen some of that. All right,
0: here we go. There so we go. Stupid. So funny, is real funny for me. How about Dante Moncrief? I mean, he's Keelan Cole is listed as the fourth wide receiver on the Jags depth chart now. He's behind DJ Chark. Moncrief yeah, is the clearest. Chark it up to poor play. Almost.
2: Yeah, Donald Margaret is pacing out to almost a one thousand yard season right now, and it'll pace out to his highest touchdown total ever as well. Um it's just hard to know when he can miss. I mean, if he was if there was any indication, then it would have been a lot easier to make the call against the Colts. But if you're not pacing out to over a thousand, then it is a little bit harder to figure out that reliability week to week. But he is big out with those touchdowns. So it's almost like he's usable anytime
0: because he's their best
2: red zone out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I was starting to think. Like he, he is the Jags receiver that you should be throwing on the bottom of your roster, not daily Westbrook or Keelan Cole, as much yeah. as we love them. It doesn't yeah. seem like Blake Bortles does this year. No. Right. Houston, Houston going to Washington. Tom and I have expressed our concerns about uh, the Texans offense this week. Obviously Deandre Hopkins is immune to that because he's immune to being covered by anybody really yeah, uh, he's amazing for washington i don't really know who to highlight in this game for them because they're the tennessee no titans of the nfc yeah there's there's <laughs> no one yeah to get excited about in this game for yeah. them speaking of which the tennessee Adrian. titans yeah maybe but i'm not like overly excited like i understand why people would play him but it's not like i'm like
2: ap this week yeah
0: i'm like yeah. all right I'll no I'll yeah I, I
2: agree but he he has warranted stuff.
0: you you know there's one name started. to bring up. It's him. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it. The Tennessee Titans of the AFC are playing the Colts this week. This should be a fun game. Uh, both offenses, I think, the fantasy relevant players have a nice path to relevance. T. Y. Hilton yeah. should have a fine week. Deion Lewis slash Derrick Henry could both get some value. Yeah, trust more like Lewis, Mac. Even though Deion Lewis had a tough week last week, trot him back out. Yeah, for sure. I, I think he's. I think he's proven his worth. Uh, to the Titans and it was just a different kind of week for the Titans last week against the Patriots Panthers Lions Christian McCaffrey against the Lions defense I'm terrified back to back 30 point half point PPR performances for the man so you know He's, he's been on fire. He, he's been unstoppable all year. This was a combination of running ability and passing ability that we expected from his rookie season, but at least we're getting it this year. Other than him, I'm very excited for Greg Olsen again. I know that he disappeared in the second half of that game on Thursday, but so did their entire team. Trust him again. I think he's going to be a high tight end one to finish the season because with that loss, the Panthers really need to win these games to get in the playoffs and, and have good standing in the NFC. Absolutely. And to do that, I think they'll lean on Greg. For the Lions, we mentioned Michael Roberts and Theo Riddick, but if Marvin Jones isn't going to go, Kenny Galladay is going to absorb a lot of targets, and that makes him a, a viable one. option. I think he's a WR1 if Marvin Jones. It makes him awesome a answer. must
2: start if you have him.
0: Yeah. Absolute must start. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Broncos, Chargers. This should be a fun one, too. Um, Broncos are going to L.A. I, lo- I like this game a lot for really anybody, like we said, except for Cortland Sutton. Um, just going to be tough for him to get going against Casey Hayward playing on the outside. Manny Sanders should be fine. Royce Freeman coming back in this game. Tom, as our Broncos backfield expert, what do you see from him?
2: Uh, I actually think this is, a, this is a decent matchup for him if he's healthy and he gets the workload that he has. Because they haven't just given it all to Lindsey. But uh, we had pointed out, I believe Scott had, that Booker was still getting a really decent amount of carries, and it wasn't just because of, you know, third down scat kind of thing. Right. I think Philip Lundy is still a bad choice, of course, and that he'll still get his, you know, his just deserves. But maybe, yeah, I think he deserves a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Royce Freeman always worried that he could be a plunge at the end zone, which is – right. Depending on if you have him and you need a punch, that's good. Or if you have Phil Lindsay and you're afraid of getting vultured, that's bad. Oh, right.
0: Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, he's entering that, that range where whenever Royce Freeman's on the field, you're just going to be mad, not happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up is Raiders Cardinals. There were reports that Jordy Nelson was going to retire. Because he just can't stand. Yeah, I mean, of Davis. Anymore. Yes, <laughs> but not in the. I mean, Jordy would never. Jordy's gonna finish the game. Yeah, you can and, say, Jordy say, wouldn't uh, steal my haircut
2: appointment. <laughs> That's correct.
0: <laughs> he must have had another appointment he had to get to. <laughs> but uh, I like. Um, him. Yeah. The uh, I like Larry in this game. Of course. You you know, know, I, you know. I was gonna say I
2: actually like, uh, Richard Jones. He actually has a high target share percentage-wise. And uh, Christian Kirk. Who yeah, is he saw a ton of targets. For... What, Christian Kirk? Wrong. No, Ricky Seals-Jones was... did. Oh, I was going to say, Christian Kirk actually was targeted pretty decently last week. He just turned it into like
1: a, a few thing. yards,
2: literally. <laughs> um, yeah, but Ricky Seals-Jones has still been getting targeted. Last week, 24% of the targets went to him. He plays a lot of snaps. He runs meaningful routes. Um, this is a matchup that... You know, there could be a lot of points in it's a matchup where Rosen could actually throw a couple of touchdowns. And he likes Ricky Seals Jones, so he's a big guy and his own target. I think if you could, I actually am starting him in one of those deep deep leagues where I have George Hill. So this is this is a situation where um, I think R S J is good to go.
0: He had zero catches on six targets for me in a week when I really needed him, so I cannot agree with any Ricky Seals Jones endorsement. For the rest of this season. Scott, you're wearing a David Johnson shirt. I think his resurgence continues this week. David's uh, back for me, baby. The Raiders' defense is in trouble this Keep week. Keep going, yeah. David. Eagles, Saints, a struggling offense, comes up against a hot defense, and a hot offense goes up against an injured defense. All of that favors the Saints. This could be a bloodbath. But Wentz being out there, I think he'll be able to get you the points that you were hoping for. You, you can roll him out. Yes. Josh Adams, Doug Peterson, did come out and say that he – has earned more work in that backfield, but that backfield's playing against the worst matchup for running backs again. Number one matchup for receivers. Are you starting Golden Tate? No. Not enough targets, not enough snaps. He only played 18 snaps against the Cowboys. He clearly does not have a, a firm grasp of the playbook. Maybe they're, maybe they're saving him for the playoff run, but they need to get in now, so... Now I'm kind of talking myself into Golden Tate. Tom, you can take this one.
2: <laughs> no, I, I agree. I would say he needs to play more snaps. Got to earn it first,
0: right? Yeah. I mean, and the crazy part is is Nelson Aguilar has one of his best games he's had in a while. Uh, in that game, he caught like yeah. five for 70 in a game with Golden Tate there just to add some more confusion to it. So Why not? Yeah, just start Alshon, Jeffrey, and Ertz, I think, for, for yeah. the Eagles and Wentz, and, yeah. and you'll be good. All right. Vikings-Bears. This should be an interesting one. Yeah. I was going to plump pick her cousins, but I saw this game is in Chicago. So I don't know. The bears do play better at home. Yeah. And that's like a, that's a measurable thing. So I'm, 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 I agree. I share your nerves for Trubisky, but I also think he could end up going out there and, and you know, so really like, stepping up my nerves for Trubisky is my fear that he won't get 20 fantasy points. Like that's why okay, I would we're shut still down that. using that as the benchmark. Yeah. First. That's why I would shut down a quarterback. Like I don't, I think. Mitchell Trubisky's path to twenty fantasy points is a lot harder than the guys we the even Dak plucked Prescott's. than Dak Prescott. Yeah. Or, you know, even like Josh Rosen against the Raiders has plenty of opportunity. I I, I see that for sure. So so for those. Reasons, even Eli. Even Eli. Yeah. Exactly. Well, the Giants are on bye this week. But I see what you mean. Um for the Vikings, Stephon yeah, Diggs yeah. looks like he's gonna play. Uh so that could be a really good thing for uh for Thielen. It could be a good thing for uh for really everybody. The Giants
2: aren't on by. He likes playing bay. <laughs> yeah,
0: Oh, yeah, they, sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm sorry. They just came off their by. Me and Tom both heard it. was also, like, something's off. We talked about that game.
2: Yeah. We're back on this, though, by the way. I, I said, would you guys touch Sterling Shepard in this one? I would.
0: Yeah, I would. Why if not? I,
2: game especially one, if I had some was, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I like Shepard. I always have. And he gets target share. and. You know, perfect matchup for it. And it, it was so nice to see you. Corey Coleman out there making a couple plays and, and yeah. helping that offense. Yeah, he's I think, had a rough year. I, I mean, I think the three of them is a ni- is a really nice receiving core going forward. I mean, you got Odell, you got a great receiving core right there. Yeah, you no know, kidding. Uh, Chiefs Rams, you can start anybody in this game, and I'd be like, sure. Yep. You know, it, it, wait, I shut down Josh Reynolds because I think what that was nice you can was, aim for better options, but if you start him, why not? What was nice was that this game was like. There was a lot of clout around this early in the week. Like, are they going to play in Mexico City? Are they going to postpone the game overall because the conditions are bad? Luckily, they just move it back to sunny L.A. They know us football fans need these points. We want this game so and damn bad. It we deserve the points. Give it to us in its purest form. Put it on a field with nice conditions and everything like that. They did it for us. Just enjoy. Enjoy yes. this game. Yes. Clear your schedules for Monday. We're recording the, <laughs> We're recording the recap episode Sunday. I'm making the executive decision now. I am not missing a second of Chiefs Rams. I love you guys, but we're recording Sunday. I'm I, I, I with that. We'll see if <laughs> that's right. So maybe not. Never mind. Uh, okay, so that backfired. Uh, hopefully your <laughs> we'll fantasy rosters do not backfire in your faces. Uh, if they do, we will be back on Tuesday with the week week eleven? 11 recap. Uh, and we will be helping you with some waiver wire pickups. You can find us on Instagram, straight flexing. Woo, woo. And we will be there with our man catch Monday. We've got some other fun stuff that we always seem to rummage through on the internet. We'll be there. Tom's at Hillier FF on Twitter. Scott's at WAGSFF. I'm at y so Serious. Once again, the show is at RutsFF on Twitter and Instagram. We will see everybody on Thursday for the week, so on Tuesday for the week 11 recap. Until
1: next time, keep score. Baby, we were born